0: Are you a developer or conversational designer looking to excel in the latest AI platforms? Or maybe you're in marketing looking for the latest in audio branding and customer engagement. Or maybe you're a startup, a business owner, an investor, or simply want to know about the future of voice technology. Then Voice Summit held in Newark, New Jersey this July is for you. Get your ticket at voicesummit.ai. That's voicesummit.ai. We can't wait to hear your voice and meet you at the conference. Welcome to the Voices Behind Voice series, where we interview the great people who are either creating and using voice technology in a new way, looking to start utilizing it in their business, or investing in companies associated with voice. All of these guests will be attending the Voice Summit this July, and we wanted to give each of them a chance to have their own voice be heard. Today, I have one more guest to bring you before our event begins, and that is Luciana Morris, an AI conversational UX writer. Welcome, Luciana. Thank you for being here.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm really looking forward to this.
0: So today, we're going to focus on how to learn more about voice and how someone can transition into working in voice. But before we start with how to do that, Luciana, can you tell us a little bit about your own personal journey into working in the voice world?
1: Sure. As a quick background, I started my whole
0: journey as a UX designer,
1: UX researcher, and I have worked in that field for a little about over seven years now. And within the past two years, I started to see all the demand for Alexa and Google Home and just uh, started to be aware of that environment. And so I reached out to Ahmed Bouzeed from Witlingo. And basically, we struck up a deal where um, I got to learn how to do conversation design in exchange for like, freelance work and whatnot. Originally, started learning it that way through doing a little bit of work with some of the clients that Witlingo supports and supported back then. But also in the process, I found out a extra certification by Career Foundry, and it's a voice user interface designer certification. And so I thought, okay, it would be a good idea for me to learn this process from A to Z. So I took that certification, um, absolutely loved it. Actually, worked with a mentor from Amazon and learned a great deal from her. She was absolutely amazing. So I just, that's kind of how I got in there. And now, I have transitioned with my UX background into a full-time conversation designer for Sentin Corporation working with their chatbot.
0: Wonderful. Can you talk a little bit about what type of person or what type of current career somebody would be having that would be suited to get into voice?
1: Yeah, so the good news about the voice space right now is that it's opening doors for a lot of different careers. I've seen many people with different backgrounds. So linguistics background A lot of companies are hiring linguists to analyze the NLU, to analyze how Alexa speaks, really Google Home speaks, or any other of these uh, voice components out there. I've also seen really successful, and I'm not surprised about this at all because it makes perfect sense, screenwriters, novelists, people who know how to write a really decent dialogue. I think that's probably the most important thing, of course, when it comes to conversation design, because that's actually what you are designing. You are designing conversations. So in essence, you're actually writing. The great majority of people that I see transition into this niche of the UX umbrella is UX. Prior UXers, UX researchers, UX designers, UI designers. The reason for that is is that there is actually a lot of, uh, I guess, synchronicity between the two fields because you kind of need to understand how a user digests a technology, how they move through the tasks that they need to accomplish, how they get those tasks accomplished, and UXers tend to be really good with that. And in fact, when you're learning how to do conversation design, many of the tools out there, uh, whether that be BotMock or Bot Society, they have user flows. When a conversation starts at point A, how do you get them to the all the way to point Z through a conversation? It's very similar to designing user flows for a UI interface. The only difference is that instead of you basically relying entirely on vision, unless you're working with a chatbot, you are relying on voice and you're relying on conversation. So we are building these flows in the conversation pieces, like puzzle pieces. So understanding how a user will complete a task and being able to detail that step by step within a conversation is very important. So absolutely, screenwriters, UXers. Product managers, again, because product managers also have to understand how a product solves the problem for a user. So it's that mindset of using technology to solve a problem. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah. And I was recently at uh, Betaworks in New York City. Voice had sponsored an event, and so I was there representing them. And I think one of the coolest things for me was to see that so many people that are now in voice, working in voice, came from a non-technical background, came from a creative background. And I think that's really something interesting to note. So for people that don't really understand what voice is or kind of heard about it or aren't really sure how their skills would be utilized, can you give like your own interpretation of how you describe voice to somebody that's not as familiar with it?
1: Sure, yeah, that's actually a very interesting question. I would
0: define it as seeking
1: information really through a conversation. We do this every single day. When we speak with people, we are seeking an information, we are seeking to know something, or we are seeking to convey something. So it's, voice is just a tool for information at that point. For a very long time, since pretty much the internet boom and whatnot, we've relied on reading and on text to convey that information for us. It really isn't that much different. We're just really at this point using conversation to, to feed information, to provide information, and to gain information. And I think because it's actually one of the easiest things that we have, we, we, well, basically, we have learned how to converse ever since we were children. So this is a very natural way of conveying and receiving information. And I think this is why there's this big boom now on the voice interfaces or even chatbot interfaces, because there is the method of context a lot of the times. When you go to a website to try to get information, you might be missing that context. But with voice, you have a chance to embed your context in that information seeking, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, I think that's beautifully said. And I think it's important for people listening. I know a lot of people listening to this show already understand what voice is. But for anyone that's new or thinking kind of of like, is there something else I can do with my talents? I think that's kind of a really good start. So if somebody is saying, okay, I'm interested in voice, I am a screenwriter, I am a UX designer, what's kind of maybe the first couple steps that you would suggest for them to start to get more educated on voice and to start getting into the field and potentially getting a job in it?
1: Sure. So if you already have the UX background, and you already have screenwriting background, the first thing that you ought to do is join the myriad of groups that are out there. You've got Women in Voice, you have the Voice Summit has their own Slack channel. Join those channels, meet people, interview people that work in this field, get as much knowledge as you possibly can about how to break in. I have seen some demand for freelance uh, voice user interface designers or conversation designers in places like uh, freelance uh, gig places on the web that you can find. So I've seen some demand for that, but I would say that the great majority of jobs that are available right now are embedded employees at big companies, for example, like Bank of America, etc. But I would start there. I would start by getting yourself involved in all of these groups. If you have that background already, that UX background, that PM background, screenwriting background, linguistics background, because you kind of already have a foot in the door when you bring in those skills. If you are completely fresh into this and say, for example, you're transitioning from, oh, geez, I don't know, like marketing, for example, maybe, and you just want to break in into the design world because that's really what we're aiming for here. I would suggest reading, first thing, get Kathy Pearl's book. She's absolutely phenomenal. Or Erica Hall's book, which is on conversation design. I would take a look at either... There's actually a couple of classes out there if you have the funds, if you have like training from your company and whatnot. One of them is the conversationalacademy.com. They're actually quite fabulous. Career Foundry, of course, has it. And of course, none of these things are, uh, I'm I'm not plugging in, I'm actually a mentor for Career Foundry, but I'm just saying that their curriculum is actually very, very solid. And so is the conversationalacademy.com. I would take a look at those And really, before you do any of that, buy an Alexa, you know, buy an Alexa, try to create a blueprint. It requires some programming here and there, but it will get you understanding all of these lingos that occur within the voice industry, such as intents and slots, things like that. Read up on the programmatic lingo of that industry. So get an Alexa, get a Google Home. So that would definitely start with just doing a lot of research and get yourself talking to people that are in the field as soon as possible.
0: And as you had said, you're a mentor for Career Foundry. Can you describe what you do there, what that means? Sure. So Career
1: Foundry has a curriculum, right? So from the beginning, they try to uh, educate you on what voice is. They educate you on all the different types of voice components that are out there, and they push you to do those research, a lot of that research yourself, in order for you to get your own awareness of the voice space. After that, they start actually digging down into projects. So you will create, for example a recipe project. You'll create a poem project, all utilizing Alexa's existing skill kit, whether that be blueprints or their skill kits. So you will design those, the conversation, the actual Alexa skills step-by-step. So you'll learn how to do some mild, mild, mild programming, but the bulk of the design work, the bulk of the curriculum is actually the design work. So that means creating personas, Learning how to create a character for your voice assistant, learning how to do user flows, learning how to do user testing, writing the dialogues, sample dialogues, full dialogues, all of the intricacies that come with writing dialogues. And in the end, you'll have a full portfolio of conversation pieces. And as a mentor, I come in and I verify that you are following the steps correctly and I analyze the work that you're doing and I give my input and I basically just make sure that you have all the support that you need while you're learning all of these.
0: Yeah, that's great. And like I said, for people listening, if you are a creative, this is a really great time to get involved because, you know, I was telling someone recently, you know, it was so much about STEM before and about science and technology. And now it's kind of this time for creatives to get involved. And I think that that's really exciting. Would you agree?
1: Absolutely. And if you feel a little bit hesitant about your own creativity, especially when it comes to writing, again, When you are working with UX and you're working with UX design, unless you are a UX content writer, chances are the bulk of your work is visual. So you might feel like your writing skills are a little bit lagging. So one of the things that I actually recommend is take a look at screenwriting classes. Masterclass.com is actually really pretty good. And you get to learn. I, I took a class with Aaron Sorkin. You know, I don't I didn't speak with him uh, personally, but he taught the class, which teaches uh, screenwriting, where he taught screenwriting. And it's actually very helpful to understand the intricacies of dialogue. So I would definitely recommend something like that if you're especially in a low budget. If you have, a, again, a little bit more funds available to you, take a look at screenwriting courses and basically just dig deep into writing dialogues. But it is something that anybody can learn. So I would say that absolutely. You don't have to be this amazing, creative person that in order to do this job, it's just a matter of understanding conversation and understanding what a user wants to complete while speaking with your assistant and how to get that person to complete their task as fast as possible, as enjoyable as it possibly can be, and have that experience be as enjoyable as it possibly can be.
0: Yeah. And I think that's really great to mention that, you know, a lot of, as we grow, it's really just about education, trying things, trial and error, learning from others, connecting with people. And I'm glad that you're bringing that all up. Um, And I've actually used masterclass as well. I'm not uh, getting paid by them either, but (laughs) they do a great job uh, with some celebrities that kind of teach their particular art, which is really cool. Now you are coming to Voice Summit. You came last year, coming Mm -hmm. back this year. Why are you coming and who are you looking to connect with when you are there?
1: Okay, so I'm definitely coming for one because, again, you want to be part of this industry. And because it's such relatively explodingly new industry, this is so exciting right now because you have a chance uh, to jump in. And people aren't necessarily going to require you to be 100% an expert. I I don't think anybody in that summit considers themselves an expert, which is very cool because everyone is just looking to help each other out. It's just a really cool event. So that's the number one reason why I'm going. Second reason is I'm really looking to learn more about analytics, measuring or assessing the success metrics for any skill or any chatbot conversation, any dialogue that you create. Understanding how to tap the users and understand how they're actually experiencing your designs and your products from a data perspective, right? There's a high necessity for you to run usability tests, but you still want to get the data story. So I'm definitely looking for the teams and the the groups and the people who are going to be talking about analytics this time around.
0: Wonderful. And where can people connect with you, either a website or social media, if they want to connect with you before coming to the summit as well as in person? I am better on
1: LinkedIn. I'm actually not a big Twitter fan. I am on there, but I'm much, much more involved with LinkedIn. I'm also in Women uh, in Voice, which is the, the Slack channel that John Palmer Begerick, uh has created. She's absolutely amazing. So definitely you can find me on LinkedIn. You can find me at LucianaMorais.com as well. That's my website. And um, yeah,
0: I'm around. Perfect. And the last <laughs> question I want to ask is, what is the number one reason why you think voice matters?
1: So the number one reason for me is an accessibility thing. I'm very devoted to the concept, to the idea that Regardless of your physical abilities, you should be able to get the information that you need. And I think that for a very long time, we have been sidelining people who have visual challenges or physical challenges by only providing them with, predominantly providing them with uh, web interfaces. And I think that voice cuts right through that. So I think it's very, very exciting to open up the world to people who have been ignored for a very long time.
0: I agree. Thank you so much for being here, and we can't wait to connect with you at Voice later this month.
1: Yeah, thank you so much, Carrie. This is wonderful.